This is The M Word. I'm Michaela Hyde. I'm Nick Hyde. And welcome to The M Word podcast, the podcast where we talk openly and honestly about marriage and relationships, including ours. We're married, but this is for everyone who thinks that making a relationship work and last, like most things in life, is worth the effort. Hello, and welcome to episode... 19. No. Try again. 20. No, No. 18. (laughs) No. 17. Does it feel like you've done that many? 17 episodes. I can't believe it's... I know. Well, no, you obviously can't believe it's 17 because you thought it was anything but 17 so far. That was a cruel trick you played on me. I know, but it was fun, wasn't it? Cheap laugh. We like to be spontaneous, don't we? That's the thing. We do like to be spontaneous. Yes, we do. We we often plan to be spontaneous. So Mm. it's Sunday evening. The day before this podcast is being released. That's right. We try and do it some point over the weekend, and it's been a busy old weekend. We've said it a has. busy word, but he- there you are. But the fact that it's half term means that, you know, I don't have to mm. get up that early tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fine. And we've just eaten homemade brownies with oh, salted caramel topping with honeycomb ice cream. Mm. So, you know what? All is well in the world, is it not? No. <laughs> Who says superficial pleasures don't make you happy? I know. We, as a family, we do love brownies and we especially like homemade brownies and um yeah and this is a very good recipe but anyway that's that's too waffly isn't it for the beginning it is yeah let's move quickly on so today's episode is called in speech marks i wanted to be married first but i've compromised snappy little title i know (laughs) i uh well it's a quote direct quote from an email that we've received indeed but we're going to come on to that in a little bit because we, we are going to do our usual bit of catching up with what have we been up to this week. So I was having I was having a little look through the diary actually before we do these because sometimes you forget, don't you? We I forget what happened. We've quite a busy fortnight, haven't we? Yesterday sometimes I can forget, you know, just because life is going along at a rate of knots. But it, yep. yeah, it has been a busy fortnight. Dancing still, obviously. The last episode was all about our dancing and that's, yes. that's still continuing. Was it episode four of dancing we were at? <laughs> we... Episode four of dancing. Is it, mean, not, is it not called episodes? No, no. Session. It's not. Session. Oh, Torture class. four. Class. Torture four of dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Well, actually, though, on Tuesday, you you didn't you weren't given the same amount of enthusiasm to your cha cha cha. I was a little miserable. You looked a little tired, and you just there was there was lacklustre just written all over your face. Actually, what would Craig have said? I know, darling. He wouldn't have liked it. So he wouldn't. He would have said your hips are solid. You're like a you know. Sack of potatoes. Sack I, of potato. I mean, I'm not saying that I was thinking that. I just imagine oh. what Craig might have Suddenly said. Suddenly feels so. quite harsh, doesn't it? But anyway, no, it was it was good fun. We the went. listeners are all on my side now, are they? feeling sorry for me. Are they? No, well, to be fair, though, I was a bit grumpy. You were, but we we did it, and I enjoyed it, and I think yeah, it was nice when we had a little bit of a, a beverage at the end of it. So we did all as well. We so snuck into the bar. We did. Um, but you've been you've. You've had a good time last weekend, last That's Sunday. Good. Yeah, last Sunday I went to Brands Hatch, which was great fun. Went to see the final race of the season of the uh, British Touring Car Championship, which is good fun, isn't and it? Went with a good mate, so yes. it rained, of it course. It rained a lot, but it, that made for very exciting racing. So that was good. There's a great kind of escapism. Go to Brands Hatch for a day, eat sausage sandwich, have coffee and watch cars go round and round and round and round and round and, round <laughs> and come home again. It was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And then we ended the evening with the takeout with our friends, so it was really nice. In fact, we did slightly feel as though surely we shouldn't be going to work the next day. It felt like we should kind of keep on having fun. But yeah. And in fact, during the day, I had a little farewell to my cousin who's going off to Australia for an adventure. I did, yeah. She's going to stay with some friends and she doesn't know what else. But I love the fact that she was thinking, I'm going to have an adventure. 
I'm gonna, I'm just going to go for this. Yep, yep. So um, we went to the theatre. We've been local to the theatre, Hornchurch. We've done a lot, haven't we? Yeah. I know. No wonder I was tired and miserable. Yeah, no, that was far that, too busy. The theatre came after that, though. So oh, yeah, true. But we went to see. It was one man, two governors in our local theatre, yep. and that was very amusing, wasn't it? It was good. It was, it was good. good fun. You um, know, it was a bit comedy slapstick, run around and around in circles, but it was good. And fun. I did feel that the the lead part was very good, but there were times I thought he was milking this a little it's, bit too much. But it was towards the. I think they had one more performance. They did on the Saturday, and then that it's was done. it. So maybe he was kind and of. That's like, the one that James Corden did in London, is it? Yes. Same. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so that was good fun. Um. So yeah, whole lot of stuff really. Two um, park runs. Missed. missed yeah I know. I know but instead of parkrun which is almost as good we did have a massive cooked breakfast we did yeah it was yesterday morning wasn't it <laughs> that was yesterday really morning. Nice. so that was really good fun um it's just great isn't it when you haven't seen people for a little while to just talk about stuff that's going on and we did all of that over yeah, over breakfast it was really um, nice so that was really nice as well we've had a lot um, of fun haven't we yeah we have we have and you've done some diy as well to boot yeah, i mean good. frankly how have we fitted everything in i just I don't, don't know. know that's probably why i was so tired and miserable so, i just said that repetition but anyway, um, I was saying to Nick, well, I don't think there's been much in the news. And then well, Nick been, yeah, I mean, there's discovered a, a little story There is the a little news. bit of marriage in the news. Um, there's, there's a, it came out today, which would be yesterday if you're listening to tomorrow, or a week yesterday if you're listening a week on Monday or whenever you're listening. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday the, uh, 20th. the 20th, um, BBC News, what's it like working with someone you're married to? And, um, you know, the article is some people find it fine and some people don't. And so it's not quite plumbing the depths of um, of marriage and relationships, but there's a, a, a the overall conclusion is that there are some significant advantages, but at the same time potentially some tensions that wouldn't arise otherwise. So the question is now we haven't prepared this at all, but would you be happy to work with me? Yes, day of course in, day I out? would. Darling. Excellent. There we go. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what I wanted to know. No, it's an interesting question, though, isn't it? Because, yeah. I mean, it's that whole thing about how much time and space you want. If you if you've got all the time in the world together, you're literally together all day, together in the evening. Mm. Then inevitably, you're going to want some of your own space. And partly because we've said before, each of us we have different interests, different things we're into. So you're not going to want to do literally every last thing together all the time. I yeah, wouldn't say. Yeah, and you do need to hide away. I mean, I need a bit of hermit cave time. Mm. Not as hide well. away from me, but just hide away generally. Just you mean. from people, yeah. from, yes. from the rest of the human little, race. Kind of a little introverted you know, moment population. where you just need to. Well, sometimes, and it's and obviously school is a busy place, but sometimes when I get a chance to shut my door to my office and just spend an hour doing some work, and it's like, oh, a little cozy me time. And mm. then you have to go outside and get on with the yeah. busyness of teenagers alive so definitely time time on your own is important as well isn't it i think um i think for me you I would prefer think time with people though don't you because you're more of an extrovert, more of an extrovert more and introverted. i enjoy being with people but i do still definitely get to the point where i think i'm a little bit peopled out or mm. you know not in a horrible way just like you said just you need a little bit of calm and quiet you did the um, enneagram today didn't you which is that person sort of personality I did, thing yes. did it i haven't you haven't told me about it no was, i haven't was no. it good well i thought actually it'd be quite a fun thing to talk about on another podcast well let's store that one so up then. I'll, do, I'll do it as well because you, do it as well, you haven't done it I am. and there's also a bit about relationships and how you approach it's one of those if you haven't heard of it it's one of those like 16 personalities thing where it um it doesn't, you know, define you as a person, but there are common traits that people share. And obviously, there are going to be nuances, aren't there, to those 16 personalities. They can't, you know, yeah. we aren't literally a carbon copy of that particular personality. As you said, there are differences and variations. Oh, but I wonder what 
perfect combination of personality types match well for relationships and marriage? Is it the same type or is it opposite types? I wonder if we'll find out that we really shouldn't be together. I mean, that would be weird, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be uh, a shame after all these years. No, it feels like it's worked really well. So there you are. So it could just be one episode left. (laughs) So we will do that. And if you've actually done that at all, and particularly if you've done it with your other half, um, then do email us. Yeah, um, and let us know. Us inspire for us that about episode. it. Yeah, so we shall really, come back to really that. Interesting. But talking of emailing us, yes, we have, as we've said already, we've had an email which we were excited about. We, we're always excited when we hear from a listener. But this is a brand new listener, and this follow this listener emailed us following my appearance on BBC Sunday Morning Live and it was great because she'd heard Because you mentioned the podcast, didn't you? On you, there and you I mentioned snuck the it podcast. in on the BBC One on Sunday know, morning as you do. And she sent in this email and I have asked her for permission to read it to read it to um, read it out on the podcast. So she's put um, good morning both. I wanted to email to say thank you for your podcast. You're welcome. Which is really nice. I've listened to it since Michaela appeared on BBC One to discuss marriage being outdated. I agree with everything you said, exclamation mark. So already I'm loving Caroline. She's great. She's great. Okay. And she's put here, um, I've just moved in with my boyfriend of five years. Um, I wanted to be married first, but I've, and she's used inverted commas, compromised is what she's said. Um, And that's the... That's where you've used that for the title. I have, yes, because I think actually it raises lots of questions. And she said, I keep feeling frustrated because I do think my boyfriend wants to get married one day, but it doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. It's hard not to sound like a desperate woman, but I honestly don't see what we're waiting for. I think she's really perceptive and asking some really good questions yeah, here. Yeah, um, definitely. And uh, she then goes and says it's her birthday um, tomorrow. She's going to be 28. And I do think my generation can be quite anti-marriage. I also think people obsess over the wedding day as opposed to the marriage. And I think you've got a really good point there. And I also think it's interesting she said about our you know her generation being quite anti-marriage, which is partly why I've called this podcast the M-word, because it is something that can split opinion a little bit. Yeah. Um, and she's put here, it's become a competition among friends and the cost of the average average weddings are ridiculous. I wonder if this might be what is putting some people off. Anyway, I thought this might be a good discussion topic for your podcast and an excuse for me to have a rant, which I really liked. So thank you again, Caroline. Yeah, thank um, you. So thank you so much. No, it's her saying thank you again, Caroline. But I thought it was you thanking her. I know, it's confusing, isn't it? But <laughs> we're all so thankful, aren't we? we? Are. All of us, really thankful. Um, but... Great email, and and I said this is a, this is great for a, a topic, and it's something yeah. we've talked a little bit before about. So we thought we'd explore it. But you look yeah, poised definitely. and ready to say something. Nick. Well, I was just looking at some of the stats where she's saying about her generation is a bit anti-marriage. Mm. Um, um, I don't know whether it is or not. I I know what you mean. There are there are lots of different opinions and thoughts about marriage and relationships, etc. But certainly, if you look at the the big picture stats. The um the the age at which people get marriage married um on average has been sort of slowly increasing sort of over over forty years. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't actually realise that some of the Marriage Foundation research what's it called unfulfilled aspirations half of teens will never marry which is a well we'll come to that in a second. But in in the sixties ninety one percent of women and eighty percent of of men. Um, no, not in the... Oh, let me start again. Okay, we'll edit that out later, but yeah. we won't really, you know, that's not <laughs> right, true. Right. Okay, start again. Uh, 91% of women and 86% of men in their 60s have married at some point. 
Um, but they're saying on current rates, they project that 57% of today's teenage girls and 55% of teenage boys will eventually marry. Now, obviously, part of that is historical statistics. Yeah. And then it becomes sort of, you know, your iterative projections forward if current trends continue. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's obviously like all these things, it's not a certainty and it's not an indicator for any individuals. It's just big picture trends. Um, but I, I found really interesting that, you know, in the 70s, 1970s, um, 81% of women were married by the age of 25. Wow, and that's today, a huge difference, Only isn't it? 8% of women uh, are married at that age. So what was it? 81? So 81% of women and 62% of men were married by 25. And nowadays, only 8% of women and 4% of men are married by the age of 25. So those are, yeah, you don't need any interpretation or you don't need you know. to be a statistical analyst and or expert yeah. thing okay there's a big there's a big and change there. i don't think it is really a topic for today but a huge part of that is the introduction of birth control you know yeah. the pill was a massive uh, game changer wasn't it yeah um where well yeah obviously and people are the point being that as well that people are getting married when they're older but that doesn't actually kind of tell that that's only a small part of it there is obviously this different approach and as you say things like you know again we've we've covered this to some extent but the lack of social pressure because of things like birth control and so on so and, and culturally yeah um it, back in those days living together before marriage was not looked upon favorably mm. by society so it was very rarely done whereas nowadays it's far 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 more common for people to think let's sort of see how it goes what's that sort of slide rather than decide the yeah, marriage you foundation kind of slide research into it. well it's not marriage foundation research actually it's what's that um, from? um professor scott stanley from america who's does huge huge amounts of research on relationships um and i think there's somebody he's got else a well. blog hasn't he is it from that yeah and it's to do with this kind of idea that you um not an idea their research has demonstrated that people slide into a relationship but they haven't made the decision about it mm. so they they might slide into cohabitation as in they yeah let's just see what happens but there's not a decision behind that right. um but just obviously we've talked about ages of marriage and and you know that kind of sliding not deciding thing but obviously one of the the, the headline for that particular bit of research is the fact that unfulfilled aspirations half of teens will never marry and the reason why it's unfulfilled aspirations is because again there's data and statistics that that show that actually the majority of teenagers want to be married mm. but only half will go on to be married and I know yeah. personally from the work that I used to do that that is absolutely true in every school that I worked in when we did relationship marriage and relationship education most of them said we'd like to be married at, at some point but yeah there was, a, uh, there was some relatively recent research that's quoted in the Marriage Foundation which is saying 76% of 20 to 24 year olds this is in 2008 wanted to get married um, so there's a, a greater proportion would say they want to get married than actually will end up getting married. more recent stats as well I think that CSJ Centre for Social Justice have produced okay. as well that actually look at a much higher percentage than that sort of more like um, sort of 80 to 85 um, and covering a slightly younger age range through to sort of into the 20s so it it's the aspiration is absolutely there but mm. what happens I mean yeah it would seem fair to say Caroline has written her email and had a rant about it she you know is obviously saying she wants well, to be married. why don't we look at cost because that's one of the specific questions Caroline asked wasn't it yeah about, you know the cost of marriage that sort of Weirdly, there's the two sides. There's people not wanting to get married so much, but if you do, 
the making a big event of it, making a big show of it, it yeah. being a huge expensive party that is outdoing what everyone else is doing, that's that's a big part of the pressure. And I think, again, we've talked about it before, but it's absolutely fundamental, isn't it, that when people think about getting married, sometimes if they're already in a long-term relationship, they're living together, it's simply they're thinking about an event called yeah. getting married. Yeah. Whereas actually we would really encourage... Or called the wedding. Or the wedding, yeah. <laughs> but we'd encourage people that the the actual party, food, flowers, what you do on the day, it's, is, um, is secondary. To it is the icing on the cake as opposed to the cake itself. what it comes down to is a, a specific determined conversation mindset about this is it, we're going to stay together forever you're the one for me, I'm the one for you, you know, and that and mindset. tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, let's publicly say our intention is for this to work forever. Mm. And that is a very different mindset. And you need that mindset for when the tough times come along. Yeah. Because if you haven't actually said, okay, I'm going to commit to be with you, then when things get tough at some point in your life, guaranteed it will for you as a couple, mm. um, you need the security of having made those promises to help you get through those tough times. Otherwise, and there's always that, I wonder whether they won't want to be with me if, if we address this challenge or we do this. And that's why we've got our episode, which it's one particular episode we refer to frequently and that's because we know that we have people listening in like Caroline who aren't married um, as well and we've always said this is for everybody we've said have that forever conversation mm. have the conversation about forever um, yeah. but let's just go back to the fact that you've talked about the cost Caroline's talked about it in her email is it worth about- just saying if, if Caroline hasn't listened to that episode that's definitely one to go back and yeah. listen to yeah. I mean assuming she hasn't listened to all 16 episodes now she but- might have done you don't yeah, know I doubt it so uh, um, but yeah so the cost is, is you know is a big issue and the question I think would be a good one to, to ask and just Again, I'm just conscious that we've got a range of people listening. It might be that you're somebody who's in a relationship. It might be that you're married. It might be you've married for quite a long time. And maybe you've got, you know, teenage kids and you're thinking about them. Or maybe you've got older kids. Or So there'll be different people that you can relate to this. But the question being, if you didn't have to pay vast amounts of money for a great wedding, would you then get married? Is Is it literally the cost or is that... a can that be a bit of an excuse not to or is there a pressure to and I and I'm saying that because I think in some ways it might be an excuse but in other ways I think no that is the truth I mean I was mm. talking to somebody a little while ago and she has an older son who's in his early 20s and he's in a serious relationship and and he has said kind of indicated yes they've talked about forever so they've had that conversation which we heartily and one of the things I thought it's worth looking at is how much is the cost the average cost of a wedding today do you have any ideas Nick um no no idea at all 32,000 pounds now some people might be thinking yeah that doesn't surprise me that's yeah that all adds up I'd spend that and others might be thinking, wow, I'll never get married all my life if that's what I've got to pay. The cost of stuff is always relative, isn't it? To yeah. how much you can afford. Yeah. Um, but I would challenge people to think, don't let that be the thing that stops you. And for us, for example, we looked for other ideas to keep costs down.
one of my parents' friends knows somebody who had a really nice car. So they let us use, or in fact, he chauffeured us he on the day. His sovereign so, Daimler. so we paid nothing for that. And that was just a kind thing. But you could potentially have someone provide, you know, a friend who's got, you know, a nice car. It doesn't have to be yeah. really, fa- but just, in fact, frankly, one that looks clean and tidy and doesn't have mm. bits in it like ours do at the moment. I wouldn't offer ours to anybody at the moment. Who knows? <laughs> um, but, um, you know, there are ways of doing it, making, you know, making part of it yourself. Love, lots of people love the kind of crafting element and maybe making table decorations. But you don't have to do that either. You could, another friend of mine, she's been married for a similar sort of time to us, about sort of 20 or so years. And they, they got married and then they all went to the pub. <laughs> and that was their wedding day. Now, again, everyone <laughs> yeah. wants to kind of celebrate the day in a different way. But I feel like we are feeling as though we ought to do in a particular way. Yeah. Um, and wasn't there that church in the Midlands somewhere that was so offering a, a package or something? Because, and I su- I'm assuming their their goal was to sort of say, look, the the wedding is about the promises. It's about that commitment. It's about saying publicly you're going to be together forever. That yeah. that's the focus. So therefore, let's make it doable at a ridiculously low price. So what, it was, what a, was, it it was a church in Cheshire, and they offered to cover the cost of the wedding um, for a £1,000 all in, as it were. Um, and there were obviously stipulations because obviously they couldn't have, you can't say, oh, great, we've got a 1,000 guests to sit down, you know. So they had, I think, up to 30 guests, including a two-course meal. Um, they would also, um, what have we got, someone who would play for them, someone to make a two-tiered cake, a photographer, and a lady who's offering dress alteration, alterations and flowers. So... Literally, they were trying to think, okay, we can cover the costs for a thousand pounds. And that was earlier this year. That was in May of this year. But going back to 2012, there was also um, a story of a church that offered no cost weddings to encourage more marriages. Um, And they they included um, the photographer, um, the flowers and the dress and food as well. So they said they'd do it for nothing. So if it cost you nothing, would you do it? Mm. And actually, it's an interesting question. Um, And... Nick, you've just reminded him as well because you've scribbled it down, which is very helpful. Thank you. Not bad. Um, and one of the uh, the things that I'm really looking forward to for next year is Harry Benson, research director from Marriage Foundation. He has written a book called Commit or Quit, and it comes out next May. It sounds harsh, that title. It does. It's provocative. It's, you know, it's meant to be a so, bit provocative. Yeah. But it's, it's asking the question of what is the kind of the time limit in which you can seriously decide, should we be together or should we not? Is there that commitment to this relationship? And if there is, let's let's formalise that commitment in some way. Mm. And if we're not willing to say after a period of time that we're, we're going to commit, then let's let's quit. And in a way, that brings us to the next possible reason. I mean, not talking about Caroline's situation now, but it sort of prompted our thoughts. One of the potential reasons people don't want to get married is the cost of the actual wedding. They're thinking, no, no, absolutely. We want to be together. We want to be together forever. But we want to have a special occasion. Therefore, we kind of put it off. The other one will be fear of commitment, won't it? I I mean, in reality, that's got to be one of the biggest things because it is quite countercultural to say, I'm going to commit to something forever, even though I know it might be much more challenging than I'd hoped for, even though, you know, one of us might be quite ill and part yeah. of this commitment is caring for someone. Yeah. It's being willing to say, I'm going to go into the unknown mm. with 100% commitment that that's it forever. Yeah. 
And it's interesting because I think that um, something that Harry and I have talked before about this kind of sexual freedom that that apparently people sort of now have. But what's interesting is, well, because I think one of the the points that he's he's made and looked at with his research and studies is that that typically women are quicker to to commit. They are quicker to recognise this is something that I want to give myself to and commit long term perhaps and men can take longer to get to that point Mm. and you know when they do then they are absolutely committed but um, they generally will take longer to get to that stage. I mean, even in our, our relatively small time frame, I mean, we won't tell the story of us getting together, but in our relatively small time frame, you were much more instinctive thinking, yeah, this is the person I want to be with forever. Mm. And I didn't want to trust that emotional feeling and wanted yeah. to process it and go through and think and work it out. And, you know, it... it even us sort of starting to go out because yeah. we were a bit older at that stage. I mean, like, you know, we weren't teenage well, not kids. Relative we were to mid-20s. Now, yeah, I mean, we were... Well, but uh, we were at that age where we were both thinking of, I don't want to go out with someone just for fun. You know, if I'm going out with someone, it's because they could be... I don't be want the, any fun at all. Yeah. I wouldn't like to have any fun. They could be the person that I want to be with. We yeah. both had a mindset of thinking, I want to find the person to settle down with. Yes, yeah. And that's partly, I guess, why it worked because we were both had that similar mindset. Wanting the same thing. So, do you think? Let's okay. Let's. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay, mm. I'm going Sounds to dangerous. Um, say, well, obviously, we've talked quite a lot about research from Marriage Foundation. We've talked about relationship statistics. Do you think that men, um, if they move in with somebody and they, you know, they're kind of hopefully sharing perhaps chores, cooking, maybe hopefully all that's kind of fairly shared out, but they're living together, they're sleeping together. Do you think it kind of negates? any need for a conversation about forever do you think there's a, a, a yeah, potentially definitely. a mindset around I think that that's part of the challenge of the getting culture cake and eating it I'm partly thinking <laughs> because I mean yeah you've you've got a, a partner who you're with you've got sex you've got a house it's it's that sort of a why get married is that classic response isn't it why get married because before go back 30 years in order to share a property together and to be having sex on your own, um, mm. you know, in your places, all that kind of stuff, um, it required marriage because that's what culture did. And as it's now not sort of necessary part of culture, um, it kind of, it's like, well, it gives you that escape road. If things mm. don't go well, then there's a way of sort of backing out. But I think what it misses is it's inevitably at some point things won't go well. Yeah. And then you're on that shaky ground because you don't really know if the other person is committed. Yeah. So fundamentally, the commitment of marriage, which sounds like it's a trap and it's a pressure and you don't want to go there. Um, if you think about receiving commitment from the other person, that's fantastic. Yeah. So instead yeah. of having a mindset of, I'm not sure if I could commit to this, it's kind of thinking, imagine what it's like if the person you love is committing to you to stay together. Yeah. So it's the two way, it's that mutual joining together. Um, and that combination, along with sex and a house, yeah. <laughs> is good. Yeah, no, I think that's that's very well put. I like that very much. Thank I think you. that receiving commitment is, is a really crucial point. And one of the things, when I was writing the blurb for the episode, um, I talked about, and I think I talked about it in, in an email back to Caroline, about this kind of the fact that we're wired to want reliable love, a love that we know we can depend on mm. and one that can last and will 
back us, be with us, stand with us, whatever happens. And yeah. I think we are all wired to want that. Mm. And it that feeds into what you've just said then, that sense of longing for commitment. And I think for even for those who in the partnership, and let's it's not always going to be the female's going to be more committed. It's just generally speaking it is. But whichever way around it is, yeah. there is that ambiguity at times. One person will be more committed than the other, typically. So there's an inequality and it's it's worth having the question. It's hard, you know, it's asking yeah, those yeah. hard questions for that long term commitment and reassurance, and to know that you have reliable love. Yeah. And I think that's what reliable love is all about. And some people resist marriage because they think it's churchy and they they don't believe in God. Some people have an issue; they think it's a bit patriarchal and it's it's all a bit sort of which we've talked about in previous episodes. On the as outdated well. one, yeah. So. Those are two other potential reasons, I think, why people would be thinking, yeah, I'm just seems to be putting off, putting off. But I, I do think fundamentally the thing in the middle is it can't be cost. And it, it has to be about are you willing to make that commitment? Hence the whole book from Harry Benson, yeah. Commit or Quit, is exploring that issue. Although that comes out in, that's not until next May. But that's, that is at the crux of it. If someone is not sure they want to get married, it means they're not sure they want to say the marriage vows. Yeah. I mean, that fundamentally, it must be at the center of it. I think yeah. if, if you wanted to commit to someone for the rest of your life and you thought, this is the person, uh, this this is where my life is going. Here's a choice. I want to choose. that This is the person I want to be with forever. If, if that was central to your mindset, the money wouldn't be an issue yeah. because you'd think, well, if I haven't got as much money, I'll do a cheaper wedding. Not I won't get married Yeah. because... The, it, you know, it's almost what's the most important thing about whether you get married or not. And if it's talking about cost, then it's the finance is more important than being willing to make that commitment. I think that and seems I, like it's on its head. And I think just probably one last point and then we probably need to wrap up. But um, that that point of commitment, you know, it, it, it may, we do it so often in other parts of our lives. And we've I think we mm. may have described the marathon scenario you can't if you want to do the london marathon you can't say to the organizers um i'm i don't want to make a decision about this i probably will do this at some point can you just you know it's okay if i keep the yeah. place open i'll you know you have to say i'm doing this if you're going to do it and you and you follow it through and then you take care of the training you take care of all the aspects to ensure you're ready for that for that marathon um with our jobs it's not a vague arrangement it's not something yeah. that we, you know, if you're employing somebody, you want to employ somebody that's reliable. Reliability is something that yeah. we all yeah. look for. And it doesn't always sound like a very exciting word. But if reliability underpins your relationship, then it's really exciting potentially because you can do mm. exciting things together and you can make mistakes together, but you know the other person has your back. And that's what reliable love is big yeah. part of it is all yeah. about so um and at the end of the day being married gives you a depth and a security in that relationship that's brilliant yeah you know i'm a bloke and i think it's great and i know <laughs> everyone always jokes about oh yeah i've been married 20 years you get less than that for murder <laughs> they also say it's, you know that men are generally better off don't they as well health-wise and all that kind of stuff yeah but, but you wouldn't get married for that reason but it's an indication of it's a healthier sort of state of mind it mm. leads to healthier um yeah what's it called mental health yeah yeah absolutely so anyway um caroline thank you so much for your yeah email. you prompted lots of it's thoughts for us as well so really thank good you for that yeah for that very reason so um 
please do email us. Anybody who's got any questions or if you want us to, to, to discuss a particular topic, um, then email us at the M word podcast at gmail dot com. Gmail dot com. Oh, Every time I say it, so I seem to go wrong, don't I? Yeah, the M word podcast at gmail dot com. Thank goodness you're here, Nick. Honestly, you know. What would you do without? I me? mean, I mean, the M word podcast wouldn't work so well anyway. But just the fact that you remember yeah. that, I think I'd probably be okay. No. <laughs> 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 um, oh, so but uh, yes we'd love to hear from you and yeah, um, do write in if that's prompted any thoughts for yourself or you want to share your situation and also if you want to email in just to ask us stuff we won't we will always email back to find out if you're happy to have it read out online so yeah. if you want to just chat to us about stuff or just send us an email that is absolutely fine and if you want to ask us personal questions then we're really happy to receive those and then we'll decide whether we want to answer Indeed. but you can ask we are very happy yep. to ask and we'll so try and we discuss as much as possible we will be back in 14 days we for will episode N plus one where N is the uh, episode number of the current episode that works every time <laughs> doesn't it though how reliable that is um, so yeah have a great couple of weeks yeah, and uh, we'll uh, yeah be back soon yeah indeed bye, bye.